Hey everyone, I'm Aaron. I'm Jeff. And this is The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron. Um, apologize for being absent last week. Uh, strep strep kind of sucks. I can agree with you there. It's the, it's the first time I've had it, and actually probably close to 30 years. Because I don't know if I had it in middle school or high school or anything. And and it sucks. It's yeah. it's really unpleasant. When I was um, still in high school, I'd get it like maybe once or twice a year. And uh, <sighs> even even though I had my tonsils removed, which is supposed to help with that. Yeah, I think I like I I, I think that line of thought is being phased out or frowned upon. The idea I think it was of removing the, tonsils. Yeah, I think the initial thought was like the bacteria got like trapped behind the tonsils or something. Gross. But. At the same time, tonsils are lymph nodes that, you know, are supposed to help with infections and stuff. So part of the immune yeah. system. But I'm not going to know any of the science behind it. Uh, all yeah. I know is I no longer have my tonsils, which means I don't have tonsil stones ever. Mm, yeah, I made the mistake of looking that up prior yeah. to this podcast when yeah. Jeff mentioned it. And it's terrifying. So everybody listening to this podcast, don't look up tonsil stones. Do it. Do it. Um, I feel kind of offended. You stole my joke from the previous test. <laughs> I guess uh, all is fair in love and jokes. Something, something like that. That's not. That's I think not the better. moral of the story is strep sucks. Just it just straight up sucks. Yeah, it's my fever. Bad. My fever uh, spiked at one hundred two. Ooh, um, nice. At one point, it was, uh, and and then it felt like I had a you know knife jabbing in the back of my throat. So my favorite thing about strep. Well, what? Go for it. I was going to say, I don't know where I got it from. I wasn't around anybody that had strep. It just, like, appeared out of nowhere. Oh, the strep fairy came at night. It happens. I guess. God. She's the second cousin twice removed of the tooth fairy. Hmm. Um, Yeah, my favorite thing of strep was how, uh, like, one of the recommendations was, oh, yeah, just make sure to stay super hydrated and drink as much water as you can. Right, and you're like, I can't. Yeah, cool. I'll drink the water. That hurts a lot. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that was, like, that was absolutely the worst part, and why I ultimately went to the doctor was I couldn't swallow. Yeah. Um, You know, I didn't, the the fever wasn't, I mean, it was high, but it wasn't an issue. It was the, I think something is very wrong with my throat. (laughs) And then, I mean, and then it took, like, even after I started taking the antibiotics, it still took a good two or three days before I could even, like, swallow without having to force myself to swallow. Like, that was by far the worst part of, like, eating something and, like, holding it in my mouth and having to, like, really, like, suck it up to swallow it. Oh, God. It was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Which, speaking of terrible things, um, Jeff? Well, actually, let's be, before we go there, not, not, let's not move too quickly. You're almost forgetting one of our sacred traditions. Oh, my the God. fact. Uh- Holy Don't crap. Don't worry, I got you covered while you were rambling yeah. about how painful strep was. I was looking up one real quick. Um, okay, cool. Wow, I'm it's that that week off just killed me. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think it's one of our sacred traditions, just one of our tra- traditions. Anyway, it's not it's not the final word. That's that's fair. That that would be a crime if we forgot the final word, as that yeah. is literally the name of the show. Right. So, anyways, give me give me a fact, Jeff. Even though I think One it's technically my turn. One in three divorce filings include the word Facebook. I have no idea if this fact is true or false. It is found on the internet, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But if it's true, the implications are sad. I mean, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I could guarantee you 
the divorce may have started because, you know, a spouse was looking at their significant other's Facebook page and saw something suspicious and, you know. So the little blurb goes, uh... That was the case in 2011, according to the American Academic and Matrimonial Lawyers. Um, oh, excuse me, the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. Interesting. Where did uh, you find that? The number has risen since. Uh, best of online, ugh, bestlifeonline.com slash crazy random facts. Definitely yeah. a reputable site. <sighs> well, uh, Facebook has become a leading cause in divorce cases. HG.org legal resources. Okay, so it seems to be so, pretty fair. Yeah, um, I, honestly, blurb, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's sad, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, because the blurb goes on to say, once it's out there in the world, it's very difficult to erase from the past. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways. So, I mean, that actually was kind of a good segue from something terrible to something else terrible. Yeah, speaking and, of things and, that are out in the world and cannot be erased from past. <sighs> tell us, Jeff. Tell us what's on your mind. So, uh, recently, as in, was was it Friday? I think it was Friday. Um, the yeah, yesterday. House Judiciary. Did you help me out with these words here? House, House Judiciary Committee. Thank you. Uh, voted to approve the articles of impeachment. This is true, and which means sometime next week it's going to go to the full House to be voted on. Yeah, I heard um, Wednesday is what I heard. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a real set timeline. I could see Wednesday yeah, making I, the most sense. I just sense. remember hearing that as I was watching it. The The reason, though, I mean, we've talked about impeachment on this a few times. Um, so we're, I'm not going to specifically talk about that. Uh, the reason I want to discuss this is as I was watching them take do the vote, it was very obvious that all of the Democrats voted yes and all of the Republicans voted no. I mean, it was super along party lines, right. which makes sense. Um, so it led me to the question of, should, uh, these sort of committees be allowed to vote anonymously? You know, it's interesting. I'm actually looking this up real quick to see if. Okay. Well, while you do that, I'll kind of explain my reasoning for why this question is interesting. So if, if they were allowed to vote not anonymously, then this would mean the Republicans who actually agree that Trump should be impeached would probably vote to impeach because there would be no backlash from their constituents or the other parties in the Republican Which, side. Which, at the same time, is kind of why it shouldn't be anonymous. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because it's like you voted for your representative. You want to know what they're voting for. Like, you want to yeah, know all- what their record is. That's interesting. That's, that's what I'm trying to think. It's like, ultimately, the reason a representative exists is because they're supposed to represent their constituents. And the only way to know that is to know how they voted. Exactly. And that um, is why, obviously, having an anonymous voting system could be a problem. But at yeah. the same time, you have uh, the Republican side. So so imagine that you're a Republican uh, member of the House, and you're on that, that uh, committee. Uh, and you believe that Trump actually should be impeached. But the problem with that is, if you actually were to vote that way, you'd be a target by every Republican and all of your constituents. Yeah. However, you know the Democrats have the vote already, so you just vote Republican because that's the safest thing to do. But it's, against, the, it's a lie. <laughs> right. Well, in the with the House, whether you know with the Judiciary Committee and the General House or the House in general, yeah, it's going to pass on party lines. 
the Senate is where it would get more interesting because there are more Republican senators than Democrats. And it is extraordinarily unlikely that any Republican is going to cross the aisle and vote for impeachment. Yeah. If it was anonymous, that could potentially change. I still don't think it's a good idea, though, because there's there has to be some sort of way to get both best of both worlds, though. I mean, it's the truth be told, is, in, in my opinion, at least, is, you know, in a representative democracy, um, it's the, the, uh, the system is kind of shaky in some ways because it's, okay, so the will of the people votes for this person. This person then has to represent the will of the people. Ideally, but, yeah. Ideally. But like, what if the will of the people is kind of wrong. Like that. that that's actually happened. one of the questions I wrote down, um, which is uh, should representatives vote with their constituents or with what the evidence shows? Right. And that is tough because, you know, what the, the other aspect of a representative democracy is um, the general populace can't be educated on everything. That's kind of um, the idea. Yeah. And so, you know, the idea to have every vote go to everyone. Right. And some people a may not vote. Some people vote blindly without knowing anything. So you elect your representative with the intention that, OK, this is their job. Yeah. So they're going to know exactly what's going on. And I'm going to trust them to vote in what is our best interest. Basically, you're offloading the work that you would have to do onto some representative. Exactly. And ideally, you know, what is in your best interest is aligned with your representative. What can happen, and we've seen this happen before, is that um, either what is in your best interest is not in the best interest of the representative and bad stuff happens. Yep. Um, or what you think is in your best interest actually isn't because you don't have all the facts. Yeah. And your representative does. So, you know, with the impeachment side of things, it's really murky because right now, the majority of people don't necessarily think the president should be impeached. It's right now, it's basically split 50-50. Yeah, that's what um, I heard as well. Right, where it's basically, and, and it's it's not just split 50-50, it's uh, the majority of people think what the president did was wrong. But, but not necessarily impeachable? Exactly. Mm, so, um. You know, the argument could be made right now that the Democrats in the House aren't listening to their constituents. Constituents. Yeah, Const um, yeah it's an odd word. Um, so, yeah, because, I mean, you would expect – I'll be very interested to see what the, the final vote is because you'll have a lot more data points. But you would mm -hmm. expect that some Democrats would think it's not okay and vote no, and some Republicans would be like, no, this needs to happen and vote yes. But the fact that they're going to vote directly down party lines and it's like a foregone conclusion, that tells me that there's something wrong with that system. Obviously, it's it's the fact that it's two parties is a bit of an issue, but – Right. And it's also just things that become so partisan. So um, polarizing. Yeah. And you know, some of that is uh, um, like self-reinforced with gerrymandering and other various yeah. political maneuverings that both sides have done. I mean, I feel like Republicans have done it more lately than Democrats, but we, that's a whole other topic of discussion. Also, but, that's just so you, generally true because they're in power and therefore have the ability to gerrymander. But, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so you end up with so, and I actually I haven't looked at this in a while, but there was a period of time, which is probably still true, where Congress had an incredibly low approval rating. We're talking like in the single digit percentage wise, <laughs> but individual Congress people had high ratings. Yeah. And so what that means to me, at least, was, you know, that person's district has become so polarized that, yes, they love their congressperson. But because nothing can get done, because every congressperson is so polarized one way or the other, that Congress in general is seen as terrible. Yeah. Um, See, this is why I think – I feel like if if they were allowed to vote anonymously – more things would happen. If if say the vote happened and then the only thing that everyone got out of that vote was did it pass or did it fail? Not even percentages because if you get percentages, then you can kind of figure out based on party lines, oh, three Republicans had to vote one way. Yeah. Um, so if it literally I, just said yes or no. Obviously, that doesn't work because then you lose the representative nature of things. Right. Exactly. It's basically – it's a lack of transparency and accountability. Um, you know, they're, which they're, I feel like is a good and bad thing. It's really hard. It's you know, it's funny. It's one of those things. Like right now, with the impeachment hearing, I agree with you. But if it was something else entirely, yeah. um, that you well, know, if it was, if it, you know, let's say it was something along the lines of, um, let's say like net neutrality, um, came to a vote, and there's a lot of you know, ISPs, various other companies spend a lot, a of, lot money. of money. To try and lobby their congressperson and what keeps, I think, you know, Democrats are more likely to support net neutrality than Republicans, which, again, a whole other story. But if suddenly there was no longer that accountability and, you know, like a Democrat, you're like, well, you know, they're, you know, I'm going to get a billion dollars from Comcast to vote no, but nobody's going to know about it. So, yeah, sweet. Well, and that actually also works now in the impeachment is – um if if there was a, this anonymous – actually, excuse me. Let me say it the other way around. Because it's not anonymous, when all of the Republicans vote no because they're going to vote no, we will then be able to point at them and say, you voted no. You are a terrible congressman. Right. So it goes both ways. Um, and I think the you know, the just, crux of the issue is it's, it's beyond just we should have anonymous voting or, um, or what you want. It's that – Especially in the House, I feel it's less so in the Senate, but especially in the House, the only thing the representatives are worried about is re-election. That's yeah. all they care about. So, well, that in the lobbies. Well, right, but that is re-election. You know, yeah. like if you know it, you will accept money from a lobbyist because it'll help you in your re-election campaign. Um, you get that less in the Senate because it's you know it's a six-year term instead of a two-year term, and because senators aren't elected via district it's elected via the whole state it's a very different system yeah but um i i think the crux of the issue is that maybe there are some republicans who do think the um trump should be impeached but they're afraid to vote that way because they won't get reelected. yeah and well here's the question should they get reelected? if if a republican voted to impeach trump and their constituents were like no we should not have done that then no, they don't get reelected, and that's kind of how, how it goes. Work. Yeah, right, it's... exactly. But I still feel, you know, if you're actually doing your job, then if you, based on the facts, and this is the other thing, the vast majority of people, they don't know all the facts of the case. No, I like, know, I know. Most 
Right. Like, and I've been listening to the hearings. I've been reading stuff. I'm sure there's things I don't know because there's been, you know, closed door sessions. We don't know who the whistleblower is. And that's okay. We're supposed to have a certain amount of trust in our representatives. And that just doesn't happen anymore because it's become so partisan. Yeah. And because there's just, there's so much money. It's just the system right now, it's broken. And that's kind of where we're at. Um, and it's not an easy fix. It's not just, you know, let's get money out of it or, you know, let's stop gerrymandering. You know, it's a lot of different things. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there are a lot of small little parts that all work together in a way to make it kind of collectively bad. Right. And fixing any one of them isn't going to do anything. Um, and what's worse is there's no like systemic problem that you could go drill down to and fix that one thing and it fixes everything. Right. It's like, it's just, it just is. It's a, yeah. it's a horribly complicated system that has just gotten this way. Right. And um, it's and it's it's fascinating to me because you know, you look at like a parliamentary system that most other democracies are. And there's a certain amount of good in parliamentary systems with it. You know, A it's not a, necessarily a two-party system. Um it's which is a lot definitely easier. one of the things that kills us hard. Right. It's easier to hold re-election or it's easier to hold elections if you need to. You can have a vote of no confidence, but at the same time, it also causes chaos, which you can very much see in the UK right now where they've had, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, like three elections in the last year and it's just, it's causing chaos. So there's, you know, the parliamentary system allows more flexibility, but also less stability. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that could probably go to help us out a lot would be to switch to rank choice uh, voting right. for representatives right. at the very least. Um, Which I think we talked about a little bit in a previous podcast. I don't know if we entirely did, but basically the idea of ranked choice is instead of voting for one person, you just kind of rank all of the ones you want. Oh, I want this guy number one. And if he doesn't succeed, I'll take this guy second. And if he doesn't succeed, I'll take her third. Um, It's a a, – some local municipalities have moved to that actually, like on a a local level. And it actually has made a difference in a couple – I don't remember – there was an election, I think it was somewhere in New England, where um, the person who won didn't look like she had a chance until the rank voting kind of started to kick in. That's kind of um, cool. Yeah. Um, I would yeah. highly suggest anybody, everybody to, to look up rank voting. Um, um, there's a particularly really... good video by CPG Gray um, about ranked voting. Uh, we can put it, it in. Simple. Yeah, we can put it in the links because you, you had me watch that video. It was yeah. really interesting. Um, good. There's, and the other thing is there's tons of different types of voting systems that could work better than what we have yeah. right now. Right. But, it's just, you know, that's not an easy thing to change. Well, not only – especially yeah. because it hurts currently – ranked voting would not be great for one of the two parties. I'm not going to mention which, but would be not great for one of those two parties, which means they're obviously not going to vote to do it. Right. It's – So, I mean, it's anyway. going to be you know, next year's election is going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Because, and in, in, unfortunately, even if, and this is a possibility, it's a slim possibility, but it's a possibility, if the Democrats completely take control, President, Senate, House, that doesn't necessarily mean things are going to suddenly change. No, it means you know, the Republicans are going to be very sore about that victory, and then in two years, right. we'll be Republican again. Right. And on some level, that's not a bad thing. That well, you can't have one party in power for too long, but on the other hand, nothing gets done. And then on another hand, things that need to change don't change. Yeah. 
And that's really that's the one thing I'm most frustrated about this administration is the fact that it just nothing happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's Oy. our political talk for the for the week. Yeah. Um, so moving I on guess, to something a bit lighter. Yeah. And what do you got for us, Aaron? So um, another follow up to my dad's supposed identity theft. Are I we feel getting like part three? We're getting part three. I feel like this is the final part. Ooh. We'll see, but I'm pretty sure we're, we're we're at the final part. So for those who haven't been keeping up, recap. We us. start. Yes, we started. Um, this was a month or two ago. Now, um, my dad, you know, got a something from one of the credit cards of well, you have a new credit score, and he checked, and it was really low, which is not good because my dad has always had a good credit score. So I was like, huh, what's going on? Make a long story short, did some investigating. We found an account had was opened um, with this synchrony bank that then had gone to it, uh, was defaulted. And my dad was like, I never opened this account. So it was like, okay, you may have had your identity stolen. Let's go through the steps of doing all of that. So went through the steps, filed uh, various disputes with the various credit agencies, um, contacted the bank. You know, did all of this stuff. Then my dad finds out, and this is this is where it gets really fun. His identity was not stolen. They, my parents, had bought a uh, really fancy bed frame for their mattress, the one, the motorized kind, where the you know the the legs and the back can go up and down and everything. The they bought it at the Home and Garden Show in Denver. Bought it using a like a six month no interest loan. Well, that loan was through Synchrony Bank. However, for some reason, Synchrony had the wrong address and my parents never got anything about the loan and how to pay it off. And they forgot about it. And if I remember correctly, I think that's where we left off last. Yes, that is where we left off. This revelation that they put themselves in this position. Right. So where we left off was, okay. so they figured this out. Um, They were going to pay it off, but they needed – information from the bank to get the um the default off of the credit report so that the credit was no longer hit and you know they could pay it off so my dad's waiting to get a letter from the bank hasn't gotten it and it's like a week and a half or two weeks go by he still hasn't gotten anything and my dad can be a little slow on dealing with things especially when he doesn't want to deal with it i am the exact same way um so he finally was like okay i gotta contact the bank in the meantime, he decides to check his credits. No, no, excuse me. No. What happened first, he gets a letter from TransUnion, one of the credit agencies, saying, we've investigated your fraud report. We found this to be a fraudulent entry. We have removed it. But but, yeah, but it wasn't a fraudulent entry. Exactly. So my dad's – so Wait, yeah. So, so that means like counter fraud oh, at this point? So, so, well, so, so, yeah, so, right. So this – so my fraud. dad – Right. So my dad, so my dad hasn't gotten any letter from the bank. He gets this letter from TransUnion. He calls me. So I'm like, huh. So I, I'm, and of course I was the one that helped him and he doesn't have any of the logins for everything. So like I'm logging in and sure enough, his credit score is back to where it was. And sure enough, this thing is no longer on his credit report. Huh? Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, what do we do sounds like you sleep on your brand new free bed frame exactly so it was kind of like well we haven't heard anything from the bank yet 
my credit is back to normal. This entry has been removed. I'm going to kind of not do anything unless something happens. <laughs> so we don't do anything. And I'm checking the credit score every so often. And it's all fine. About last, yeah, a week ago, shortly before our podcast, when I got sick and died, um, <laughs> my dad finally gets a letter from the bank. Two things happen with this. One, delivered to the wrong address again. Oh, good, good. I'm glad they fixed that. Yeah, so the only reason he got it is um, the it was delivered to a neighbor who, he's an old guy. He, like, checks his mail once a week, if that. Got and it. And he actually made the effort to, to bring it to my dad. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. Um, the letter had been sitting there for over a week. But that's a whole uh, other story. There. <laughs> yeah. But so letter from the bank. Okay, great. Let's see what's letter from the bank. We've investigated this. We found that it is fraudulent. We have removed it. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So this actually not fraudulent thing gets claimed to be, you claim for fraud and both the credit company and the bank say, you're right. This thing that definitely isn't fraud is fraud. And we so have we'll removed remove it from your report, and congratulations, you have a free mattress frame. So now the question is, is it fraud to successfully claim fraud on something that wasn't fraud? Right. Even though you well, knew it was fraud, thought it was fraud at the time. Like, like, so, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, so is the moral of the story just open up a loan, don't pay it off, and then say, oh, I never did this. This is fraud. Well, now you can't because you've said it publicly on the air, so anytime right. lawyers and whatever – I mean, the funny, like, this, none of this was done in bad faith, though. Like, this was no. legitimately like, oh, my God, I thought, you know, my credit's been stolen or my identity's been stolen. Oh, Which would be a right been... thing to claim. Exactly. Even... And then, I mean, the thing is, is my dad is more than happy to pay for this because that's what he was, you know, planning on doing anyways. But now, like, the, the credit line has actually been closed. Like, there's nobody to yeah. even pay. That's what I was going to say. Is if I know anything about these kind of financial institutions, you would actually probably have to bend their arm, twist their arm to try to figure out how to actually pay that thing off. At exactly. So at this point, my dad's like, okay, I guess I have a free bed frame. Yeah. And, and you know, they're obviously we're all keeping an eye on things to make sure. And, um, you know, I don't even know what you s- would do next. I don't think there's basically at this point, there's nothing to do next other than, you know, Keep an eye on things and make sure it doesn't crop back up if somebody somewhere realizes there was a mistake. But, okay, if you were trying to be the, like, most upstanding citizen you could possibly ever be who's, I do nothing ever wrong or even questionable, like, the next step would be call the bank and say, no, 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 you guys made a mistake. This isn't fraud. I need to pay this money. And the bank would probably go, you don't have an account. Why are you trying to put money into this account that you don't have? Right, exactly. And the bank would probably say, you know, it's too much of a hassle for us to you know, open up a new account and do all of that when, you know, for them, it was what, $1,000. That's really not a lot for yeah, I was say, a bank. Expensive bed frame, but it's still not, you know, tens of thousands of dollars here. Right. And I'm sure, you know, they were able to, you know, write this off as, you know, whatever insurance they have, you know, so it's not like they're out $1,000 because they have insurance on things. And, you know, these insurance companies insure, you know, billions of dollars. So they're not going to care that much. So yeah. it's it's kind of crazy that it basically yeah. ended with a, oh, this wasn't fraudulent. 
and you don't have to pay for it either. Congratulations. So who actually came? Oh, oh, oh that's right. He. Rem- how do you guys remember? It- mm, sorry, that was really bad so, word vomit. How did you guys figure out it wasn't fraudulent and you remembered that you actually bought so the So my dad, um, through their homeowner's insurance, um, that they provide like identity theft insurance or whatnot. So my dad called them um, and they were amazing. Like they actually um, on the phone with him, they called uh, the various credit agencies and, you know, trying to come figure out, okay, what happened here? And um, during the investigation somewhere, somebody, I don't remember if it was one of the credit reportings, if it was the bank finally comes up with something about a mattress Got it. And that jogged the memory? And that jog well, it's funny, it didn't jog, jog my dad's memory. My my mom was listening. He had it on speakerphone. Oh, right, right. And right. and my mom heard mattress and she suddenly the light bulb went off and they're like, Oh my God, this is what it is. And so it's like, okay, great. We've we've we you know, we've figured out what this is. Let's all right, this isn't fraud. Great. We know what this is. Let's get in touch with the bank, tell them what happened, and then you're all good. And bank doesn't the, care. The bank doesn't care. The bank was like, oh, all right, I guess this was fraud. Because <laughs> well, it's not like he even got a letter from the bank saying, you know, we've re- we've gotten your inquiry. We are researching it. We'll let you know what we find. It was he got a letter. We've researched it and found fraud. So mazel tov. I, f- I wonder if it's like an automatic thing. If, if fraud is claimed on something less than $1,000, just accept it and move on. I mean, especially, I, you know, if you look like you can look through somebody's credit report and be like, yeah, they have a sterling credit record. So why would they lie or something like that? Yeah. Um, well, and I mean, from the perspective of the bank, uh, they don't know that that purchase was made by your dad. So, right. It would be out of place on the credit report. So it would look 100 percent like fraud. Right. Right. So it's just it's crazy because. You know, they got a free thousand dollar mattress frame, you know, it went from, oh, my God, my credit, my identity has been stolen. Holy crap. What do I do to. OK, sweet. That of course, was this fun. Is when we learn that, like, one of our Colorado listeners is actually a member of that bank. And right. All, Exa- which which we'll honestly, right. Which <laughs> honestly would be fine. Like, he'll pay it, but it's, it's not even a problem. <laughs> right. It's just like, he literally, there is nobody to pay now because there's that's, no account. That's great. That's great. So it's, yeah, it was, oh, <sighs> uh, it's, it was absurd. He still hasn't frozen his credit though. That's, that's something I got to get on him. So, well, why would he freeze it? This, it wasn't fraud right, at this point. Right, exactly. Moral of the story, <laughs> freeze your damn credit still. <laughs> I know this but wasn't also, identity theft, but. <laughs> buy mattresses yeah. and just forget about them. Yeah. Well, actually, speaking of something like this, um, careful. This Remember, actually, we are on a public-facing podcast. If yeah. you're about to admit to fraud, no, no, this was actually it's it somewhat another kind of scary moment. But for me, so I have my credit frozen. Just it's easier yep. that way. Um, but about I don't know a week or two ago, I got an update from I don't know if it was I think it was through Mint. I don't know if you've ever used Mint. Um, uh, I've heard of it. It basically it allows you to just kind of keep track of all your finances in one place and whatnot. And I got an update that said, oh, there was a change to one of your credit reports. And um, it was in my TransUnion account. And it was there was an inquiry from Goldman Sachs. But that was it. It was just an inquiry from Goldman Sachs. And my credit was frozen. So I was kind of and like nothing. There was no hit on the credit report. But I was like, huh, it's kind of weird. Like, how would they even 
do an inquiry with my credit frozen. So I didn't worry about it right away, but I was kind of like, that's, this is curious. I need to keep an eye on this. Fortunately, the next day I was reading an article that, um, so Apple released their own credit card a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. That sounds like something they would do. And I signed up for it because it's, there's no annual fee is and it, it. Is the is card it, made of brushed aluminum? No, no. It's made of titanium. Ooh. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool card. Um, the, it's actually, honestly, the idea behind the credit card is actually kind of cool because it's very privacy focused, meaning um, the credit card itself has no identifying information on it. Um, it just Ooh. has the magnetic strip and the um, chip. Um, and for the most part, they actually expect you to use it on your phone using Apple Pay. You can look up the Apple credit card. That's not the point. The yeah, point this is, is not an ad for Apple. No. The point is that um, Goldman Sachs is what does the like the actual credit for the Apple credit card. So when I signed up for it, I had to unfreeze my credit. Goldman Sachs checked my credit. I got the card. Yay. For whatever reason, it took them like a month or so for that to actually show up on my credit report. Interesting. Interesting. So that's what the Goldman Sachs things was. And I didn't, I wouldn't have known about it had I not been reading this article saying, you know, people are finally noticing that this is showing up on their credit report. Got it. Which was like, it was kind of like, yay. Okay. I know what this is. Awesome. Um, cool. So freeze your credit. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad your dad got things at least understood. Uh, we'll see and if we get a part four at some point. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely keep you all updated to this absurdity. So um, we're going to move on to a, a new section um, that has been kind of brewing for the last couple of weeks because it's kind of hard to find good ones for this, good entries for this. But so there's a there's a Reddit uh, Reddit thread, or excuse me, a subreddit uh, called Am I the Asshole? And it's essentially people... Posting uh, stories where they're asking legitimately, hey, in this scenario, was was I the asshole? And then people respond to it and try to figure out who actually is the person at fault here. And um, some of them are a little absurd. Which and is the reason why I had to vet and find some that are, are on the sane side of normal. Right. Um, so I, I'm excited to hear some of these. Cause... Yeah. So I've got a couple here. Um but we'll just, depending on how much time, we'll see how many we get through. Uh, so here's the first one. The title is, am I the asshole for buying a chocolate bar for everyone in my office except for the guy who had already bought one? The story goes like this. I work in an office with 16 people. One of my coworkers, we'll call her Abby, bought a chocolate, brought in chocolate bars she's selling for a dollar a piece for a fundraiser at her school. She first approached me and two other coworkers that sit uh, in my desk. By the way, little side, I'm really terrible at reading out loud, so please bear with me on this. The the two co-workers I was sitting with were Dave and Jeff. No no relation to, to me. Diff, different Jeff. Uh, Dave bought a chocolate bar. Jeff did not. And told her that uh, it was because our boss wouldn't want her selling them in the office. Mm. Which is probably accurate. Yeah. Abby looked very disheartened when Jeff said that. So I say, I'll tell you what, Abby, uh, let me go and buy one for everyone before the boss notices. And I proceed to buy 13 chocolate bars, one for everyone minus Abby and Dave, who already bought one, and our boss, who I'm pretty sure wouldn't have wanted one anyways. 
Well, then Dave starts huffing about because I didn't buy him a second chocolate bar or reimburse him for the first one I bought. I thought he was just joking around, but after a few hours, he's just still been sulking and snide with me. Jeff says it's just a dollar and I shouldn't have excluded him. So the question is, am I the asshole? What? I don't think so. Necessarily. <laughs> so what it was, which was it Dave who bought? Yeah. So Dave chocolate- bought the chocolate bar. Jeff was the one that was like, hey, we probably shouldn't be doing this at work. Right. And then the, the poster who, by the way, is Easy Thought. Easy Thought. Uh, yeah. Said, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to buy it for everybody just before the boss gets here. Yep. Jeff, I get what you're saying. You don't have to buy it. I'll deal with it. I mean, for 13 bucks, it's not that big of an investment. But then Dave is like, but you bought everyone else one. Why don't I get one? I don't think he's being an asshole. Maybe he should have bought another one for Dave. But like, it, this is not something – an asshole would not buy his entire office chocolate bars because he's trying well, to yeah, be – I assume Abby would was selling them. a person? I don't think that's what he meant. I'm I'm sure like he wasn't actively thinking I'm going to exclude Dave. He was probably thinking, well, Dave already bought one, so I don't need to he buy him another one. one. Yeah, like but that's I how love, I would I love be the thinking. The fact that in the story, uh, Dave is is being pouty about this, about this one dollar right. chocolate bar. Right. So good. I mean, like I could see myself like if I was in Dave's situation, I would totally give whatever the poster's name is again. Um, probably give him crap about it. Be like. Hey, just because I already bought one doesn't mean I want another one. <laughs> but I wouldn't sulk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think he's being an asshole. What do you, What do you think? Um, I can easily imagine myself getting falling into this situation, trying to be overly nice, but at the same time screwing somebody over because I'm like, oh, they don't need another one. Right. Well, and that's so the I thing is, like, I'm not the asshole. Well, like that's like maybe what he did. He didn't think it through or he should have bought another chocolate bar, but he was not actually trying to be an asshole. Like, that's the difference. There's an intention here. Yeah. Like, he was actually trying – he was trying to do a good thing. He did a good thing and maybe inadvertently offended somebody, but he's not being an asshole. At least that's how I feel. And, of course, you know, there's – you know, and this is only one side of a story and yada. Yeah, 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 so on and so forth. So what's kind of fun about this subreddit? What were the comments on it? Yeah, yeah. I could read some of those. Um but what, what's actually even easier than that is uh, after the post has been on the Reddit for a while, everyone's voting on it, whether or not the person's the asshole or the oh. other person's an asshole. Or, and so if it's been on for a while long enough, they'll actually have a flag that says what the verdict was. And what for was this the verdict instance, on this one? The verdict is everyone sucks. <laughs> um, and, and actually, I kind of agree with that statement because, first of all, Abby should not be trying to peddle her chocolate at work. That's just – that is just tacky. True. Um, was it well? Was it for a kid, like her child, or something? It's not you know, like, like it was a charity. Probably one of those stupid, stupid yeah. charity things that they do charity drives at school. Yeah. Which I mean, the company I work for explicitly says you're not allowed to do that kind of stuff. Because right. again, it's a bit bullshit. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Abby true. Is Abby should asshole have... for doing that. Yeah. Dave is an asshole. Asshole for being just a pouty little person. Yeah. And uh, the poster is an asshole for. I don't actually know why he's an asshole. <laughs> But, yeah, like, I feel like of all of them, he's probably not the asshole. Like, he's the only one that was kind of, like, trying to do a right, the good, the right thing or whatnot. But maybe oh, he's oh. an asshole for complaining about it. I don't know. I guess, I guess the, the post, the, the responses to this one 
say that everyone's an asshole. The reason the poster is an asshole is because it's just a dollar, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but um, eh, yeah. Anyways. All right. But, yeah. I, I, I'm, so that, I'm excited to hear the next one. Okay. Number two. Uh, this was posted by Horror. Horror. Which is okay. horror, but with more O-R-R's, O-R-R's. It's very okay. hard to pronounce. Um, the title is, Am I the Asshole for Helping My Girlfriend's Maid Clean? Again, okay. this is a bit of a long one, and bear with me as I try to read through this. I'm visiting my girlfriend's family for the first time, and they're kind of rich. They have a maid who comes by and tidies things up every, uh, tidies things up a bit every day. My family isn't broke, but we've never had people working for us. Um, sorry, I've lost my spot. There we are. Uh, and it made me super uncomfortable to see the maid clean up after me. Like, mm-hmm. who am I here sitting, uh, while having somebody serve me and clean around me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine my mom's witnessing that she'd flip. So I got up and helped her tidy a bit, which she thanked my help and said it didn't, I didn't really need to worry about it. Right. Um, to which I responded, oh, it's not a problem. I was just watching TV anyways. Later that night, my girlfriend's parents asked me not to help the maid clean because it's a boundary thing for her um, to keep her work and her guests separate. I told them it made me really uncomfortable to see somebody clean around me and that they should just not worry because, oh, and the parents said not to worry because she's getting paid well. Mm-hmm. The next day it happens again, um, and it makes me uncomfortable, so I decided to say, hey, let's go outside to my girlfriend to kind of just remove myself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Eventually, but my girlfriend was busy, so we had to stay inside, and eventually I couldn't help it, and I jumped up and helped her again. Uh, later, the parents were pissed at the situation, um, and I guess to sum it up, am I the asshole for helping her clean? That's a really interesting one because I, I can totally relate with the guy. Like, yeah, I, I would, I would not I, hate it. No, I, mean, like, I would definitely I, hate it. Yeah. Right. Like I couldn't, I, I, you know, my, again, you know, similar to that guy, like my parents, we didn't have a maid growing up. Um, you know, I've always I feel been like that's true for most. Right. Well, and like, not even that, like, you know, I know some people who will, you know, have somebody come in once a month and clean things up for them. Um, like my, my sister actually, every so often they, they get somebody to come in just cause they can't keep up with cleaning things up, which is fine. But like, I've always been the type of person, like, I'm not going to hire somebody to clean for me. Like I can do that myself. Yeah. But at the same time, I totally get where the parents are coming from because there right. is a boundary I- issue there. Like she is an employee that she's not, you know, cleaning out of the kindness of her heart. She's getting paid for this. This is her job. Yeah. Um, I'm with you right there. I can see both sides of the story. I'm definitely the kind of person that when I'm at a banquet or something that I have to do for work and you have the, the people bussing the plates and stuff, right, I, I always, always feel help really them. uncomfortable. Well, like, um, but even at restaurants, like when the, the, you know, the bus person or the yeah. waiter's coming to pick up all the plates, I you stack them the for them. Yep. Yeah. Like, Which and it, it's look, one of those things I wonder, am I actually making their life harder by doing this? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, usually I get a, oh, thank you so much. Um, right, because like I feel like response, it's just but right. Who knows? But I don't know. But I also feel like, guys, this is a really tough situation. I yeah. I, th- yeah. I think I think the problem becomes he did it again. Yes, 
Yes, and, and I like, think that's definitely the clarifier here. Right. And, like, he did it the first time. I probably would have done, too. I get why the parents were. And the parents weren't, like, it didn't sound like they were, like, livid at him. They were just kind of like, hey, you can't do that or, or whatnot. They were frustrated, but I don't think they were, like, angry the first time. Um, Later that night, my girlfriend's parents asked me not to help. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like it was just a boundary. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it's interesting because he did try and remove himself from the situation the second time yep. around. Uh I think he just honestly, I don't necessarily think he was an asshole per se, but I also don't necessarily think he was in the right. Like, yeah. I think the second go around, it's like, you got to suck it up. Like, this is not your home. This is not your maid yeah. or whatnot. Like, these are not your traditions. You're dealing right. with somebody else's. Right. You and you've already that. been, you've already been asked nicely not to. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I I, like, I, you know, it, obviously, you know, are you the asshole? Are you not the asshole? Yeah, he's the asshole. I don't think he's yes. an asshole, but, you know, if the, the two options are asshole or not asshole, he's kind of on the asshole side of this one. Yep. And I wouldn't say that everyone's the asshole because I think the parents at least somewhat are being reasonable. And the, I mean, the maid's not an asshole for sure. No, of course um, not. And like, whether, regardless of how you feel about somebody having a maid or not, like, as long as the maid is getting paid well, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, so yeah, actually, there's kind of an interesting implication there, um, where that is that is that the maid's job. If I'm helping you out, that's kind of implying something about their job, yeah. right? That like right, oh, your job. I, I should help you out because your job is um, trivial or something like that. That's Not even necessarily actually, trivial, but like I right. should help you out because you shouldn't be. This shouldn't be a job that exists. Right. That's a really good point. So um, I can easily so see was, the maid possibly even being offended by this. That's but, yeah, very possibly. Um, so like, like the verdict, I, I, yeah, yeah. The verdict is asshole. Yeah, which is about what we came to. Um, yeah. The the top response was, "You're not truly an asshole, just naive by the sounds of it." But for the situation and this sub, yeah, you're the asshole. That's a, yep, pretty much what we decided on. Like, yeah, he's not an asshole, but you know. If your only choice next, is asshole or not asshole. Yeah. And the next bolded line, by the way, is her parents asked you to respect their boundaries and you proceeded to actively disrespect them. That pretty much sums That's, it up. Yep. All right. This was fun. So there you go. I, Am um, I the you, asshole? Yeah. So um, in the comments, are Jeff and I assholes? Is one of us an asshole and one of us not an asshole? Or are we just all assholes? I mean, it's definitely you. I mean, this is true. But it's also you too. Okay. All right, so shall we finish um, it off with our? I think final it's final word? word time. I do. Okay, so the final word that I have chosen is karst. Karst. C a r s t k a r s t k a k a r s t karst. Karst. Noun, verb, adjective. It is a uh, noun. It's a noun. Okay. It's a noun. Plural um, would be karsts. Okay, that's not very helpful. Um, can you use it in a sentence without giving it away? Um. Or can you... Yeah. I think I'm going to use this correctly. Okay. But you could say something along the lines of... Death Valley is a... Hmm. I Actually, I don't think I can use it properly because I don't know if I'm using it right. Okay. Um... Oh, mm, no. Yep, I can't do it without giving it away. Okay. It's a bit um, too specific. 
what um how do i put this uh uh what genre of noun is it like is it a um honestly it's it's kind of descriptive but i guess it isn't at the same time like beach is kind of descriptive but not right right if you beach is a noun but you could describe something as beach like interesting or forest like and i'm giving you a really big hint by using those things is it karst like is there something karst-like? Uh, I mean, you could say karst-like, but I would definitely well, you, describe so, a location as karst. Um, are we talking like I don't think you'll barren, ever get this. Barren, lifeless. Very close, uh, but the actual answer is karst. Uh, landscape underlain with limestone, which is eroded by dissolution, creating these very large ridge towers and fissures and sinkholes and other characteristics. Oh. So, like. If you look it up, uh, it's a very picturesque, picturesque yeah, I think, landscape. Um, I think the Badlands would be karst. The Badlands. Yeah, lands. Interesting. Um, the reason Ooh, it came up is I was listening to a D&D podcast recently, and they are describing the various, like, land types that you could have, land biomes. And mm-hmm. the last one on the list was karst, and everyone responded with, what the hell is karst? Right. Huh. You, there's some really cool pictures of karst landscapes. Yeah, yeah go cool. look at it. That's a good word. Next time you're doing a fantasy adventure game, karst. Yay. Yes. Um. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, everyone, well, it's been 50 minutes, so I think that's our time to go home. Yay. And the outro begins playing five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs>